to the Muscle Libraries podcast driven by words. Uh, I'm Tom Bissell. With me today is co-host is Bally Jander. Hello. Hello. And today's author is the wonderful, if you don't mind me saying, Deborah Install. Thank you. <laughs> um, you wrote a book called The Robot in the Garden, which was, uh, I really enjoyed it. I think I told you that I recommended it straight away to my mum and my sister and they read it and enjoyed it. Before we go into the library questions, just wanted to ask about a sequel for that. How's that? coming on, how's that looking? Uh, my agency has the sequel at the moment, so, so watch yeah, the space. watch the space, yes. Yeah. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll ask a few library-centric questions, uh, then there's a brief fun and game section which we mentioned to Deb off air, includes a spelling test and she got a little bit uh, worried, it's <laughs> fair to say, um, and then we'll go on to talk about Deb and her writing in more detail. So first question, quite a big one, what do libraries mean to you? Oh, that is a big one, isn't it? Um, I say something different from what everyone else says. Uh, it's it's just libraries. They just have to be there, <laughs> as, as far as as far as I'm concerned. It's um, it's somewhere for people to go for not just not just for books, but the, all the other services that libraries yeah. provide. Yeah. Um, the mobile library, particularly, is for people who can't get to the the library, mm. which is absolutely essential because you, there have been a lot of cuts all over the place in public services. People can't get to, to libraries yeah. always, but it's um, y- you can't always afford to just get every every book that comes out as much as you'd yeah. like to. So it's absolutely essential to have libraries there in, in the community, both mobile and, and there, just to make sure that people aren't being disadvantaged yeah. if they can't just pick up, a, pick up a book whenever they want to. At least that people people can go somewhere for for that opportunity. Yeah, and did you, were libraries a big part of your life when you were younger as you were growing up? Yeah, particularly the school library as well, that's another another big yeah. thing is yeah. the, the school library and, and I'm, I'm pleased to see my, our son's going to go to school next year and, and, and the school that he's hopefully going to has got a really good good mm. library and it's so, it's so important to get the get the reading interest young um, and and there were there was, when I was growing up there wasn't a great deal of um, what we have young adult fiction is there was a big gap between children's fiction mm. and, and, and grown up fiction so it was sort of if you didn't have a, a library there and librarians had to help you choose, yeah. choose the books you didn't really know where to yeah. where to go because yeah. there wasn't the um, there wasn't the sort of the TV to film type of thing that to make yeah. you aware of it so mm. So it was. It's just really crucial to have the librarians set up. There was a, there was the right a clear divide, wasn't there? I remember in the library that I used to use in Netherton. Um, I remember making that step up and going to the adult books. It was fantastic. Yeah. But now I guess it's more of a gradual mm. kind of. Mm. Mm. Um, so how long have you been a member of a library? Um, it tends to be the first thing I do when I when I move to areas. So Solihull Library, because I've only been in Solihull, technically in Solihull since March. I. I joined my son. And I joined, I think, sometime in the in the spring after we'd moved. Mm-hmm. But I was a member of the um, the Alton Library where, where we used to live. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've, uh, I can't remember not being a member of a library yeah. actually. One, yeah. one or other. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, what, other than this library here today, uh, where was the last library that you visited to use, not to like do a, a tour or a book promotion at? Uh, it was Solihull Library. Solihull. Yeah, I was getting my um, my son. Um, his book star. Um, oh, excellent stuff! Oh, yeah, yeah. He thinks libraries are brilliant. They're Easy. Really fun. <laughs> Good lads, they are. <laughs> yeah. um, if you could make every library authority in the country buy one book, perhaps a book that isn't well known and other than your own, uh, we got that out. 
Which book would you choose? Um, um, Finding Martha Lost, I think, by Caroline Wallace. It was my favourite book this this year, and it's just it's just adorable. It's so heartwarming. It's so easy to explain to people, and so easy to recommend. Um, and it's just just brilliant. I recommend it to everyone. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think I think everyone needs to, to read it because it's it's mm. set in Liverpool, so it's it's um it, it's unexpected. It's not where you would normally. As you, you read a lot about about London, a lot about the home counties, I guess, but but not a lot probably about mm. about further north. And I think it's it's just it's it's adorable. What's the what's the basic premise? Um, well, I'll tell you the way it was explained to me. It was it was um, that a girl grows up in Liverpool Lime Street Lost Property Office. And that's all you need to know. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant, and, and that really is all you need to know. Um, it's it's a lovely it's a lovely mystery, and, and it's um, it's really well constructed. Really, the, the characters are really well drawn. Uh, but that really is all you need to, to know mm. to make you interested. Is is just that. Um, I'll have to do some editing because I realise I missed a question out. But okay. um, are there any books issued on your library card right now? Um, for yourself. No, no, oh, no, no, no. This is why we don't pre-prep people because she could have lied. You didn't, you didn't know the questions were going to be this personal, did you? No. <laughs> I've got some like some some issues on my on my car for my son. So we we have a number of of um, Julia Donaldson, of course, that we yeah. pick up any any dinosaur book or any mm. animal book that's going <laughs> at the moment. Fantastic. Um, we have draft, drafts can't dance, I think, on um, on his at the moment. Mm. That's a good one. Um, who would you say is your favourite author? Uh, favourite author? There's loads, there's so many to choose from. Probably Nick Hornby, I okay. think. Because I get a lot of, um, I suppose, inspiration, but not... Um, Are you a fan of the films of his books as well? I am, yeah. Alexander McCall-Smith as well is, is, is right up there for the same sort of reason as, as Nick Hornby. I kind of, I, my, my writing style is kind of, is this sort of observational comedy, that, that kind of thing. So I guess I gravitate towards the, the authors that write like that as well. Um, and I love Alexander McCall-Smith, I love the, the, the gentleness of the, the humour, yeah. but also the, the, um, the, the sharpness of the observation as, as well. I guess the same as, as Nick Hornby, but just a slightly different um, style. So yeah, I'm Jane Austen, of course, who doesn't like James. <laughs> um, what's your favourite book? My favourite book? Oh, this is hard. Does everyone have a problem with this, <laughs> this much, question? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Difficult to choose one, isn't it, mm. over all the books? It is, it is. I think it changes according to what's going on at the moment. My, my favourite as a child was always The Secret Garden, and I'm reading that at the moment for research, actually, again. So, um, oh, okay. so that was always a childhood favourite. Um, but um, I, I think I tend to always say Pride and Prejudice actually because it's so it's such a good lesson in how to construct a book <laughs> apart from anything else so if I get stuck when I'm writing it's always what, what, what happens to Pride and Prejudice at this moment for example the, um, the moment where he proposes to Lizzie for the first time is dead centre of the, of the book you go oh that's really clever <laughs> and I guess she wouldn't have she wouldn't have thought of it like that but it's really useful for the rest of us trying to write to, mm. to be able to construct things so what would Jane Austen have done? So I have to ask you so you're reading The Secret Garden for research mm. can I ask where the, what the research is about or would you rather uh, not say? It's still quite early days so this is book, book three um, but it's it, uh, I'm going for a um, a, a folly theme 
Um, I'm doing a lot of research about the sort of castle volleys and that kind of that yeah. kind of thing. And so I've got a bit of a um, outdoorsy sort of bent towards okay. this one. So actually, it's probably more going to be more set in a garden than robot in a garden. Was <laughs> actually. <laughs> Well, the last question of the kind of library section was going to be, what are you reading at the moment? But you've just kind of answered that. But are there any books you've read recently that you'd recommend? Anything jump out? Um, uh, probably needs no recommendation, but I've been reading The, the Trouble with, Sha- with Goats and Sheep. Joe okay. Cannon's Trouble with Goats and Sheep. Um, yes, I'd rec- recommend that. I know, I know Joe, so it's a kind of... Like, it's my friend. I recommend her book, but no, I really do. I really do. It's um, it's it's lovely. It's really well drawn. There's some good buzz about it, I think, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Sure. Yeah, she's she's done ever so well. Okay, well, we'll move on to the the fun and game section now. So I've got two blurbs from two different books, and I've mishmashed and pushed them together, and you just have to try and guess what the two books are. It's just just a it's bit of fun. Terrifying. <laughs> <coughs> okay, so. In the deadly chaos of the First World War, Santiago, a young shepherd living in the hills of Andalusia, witnesses the reality of battle from both sides of the trenches. One horse feels that there is more to life than his humble home and his flock. Bombarded by artillery, with bullets knocking riders from his back, he finds the courage to follow his dreams into distant lands, each step galvanised by the knowledge that he's following the right path, his own. Jerry tells a powerful story of the truest friendship surviving in terrible times, one horse has seen the best and worst of humanity, the people he meets along the way, the things he sees and the wisdom he learns are life-changing. This is his story. I'm guessing from the horse thing and the war thing, it must be war horse. War horse, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah. I did wonder about Captain Corelli's mandolin or something like that. Um, sort mm. of along those lines, I guess. Santiago. Mm, it's ringing a bell and I can't think. Oh. Do you want me to say? I blame the cold. <laughs> it's making me foggy headed. It's Paulo Coelho, the alchemist. <sighs> Have you read that? I've, I've, no. no. <laughs> I haven't. Okay then. On to the author's spelling bin. Yep. Yeah. Okay then. Mm. I hope I can pronounce some of these words. <laughs> right, the first word for you to spell, Deb, is coriander. Um, an aromatic Mediterranean plant of the parsley family, the leaves and seeds of which are used as culinary herbs. Can you spell coriander, please? Hopefully. Uh, C O R I A N D E R. Yep, that is correct. That's good. Okay, then on to the next word, and it's ecstasy. There was a look of ex- ecstasy on his face. E C S T A S Y. Yes, that's right. So yes. S or a C, S or a C. I was waiting for the X. I was yeah. like, <laughs> I got it. Visualise it, otherwise I can't. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes it's easier when you're writing the words yeah. down, isn't yeah. it, than trying to Definitely. just spell them. Now, well done. Uh, and the next word is conscience. After stealing a pack of digestives, it weighed heavily on her conscience. You should have said Tom's conscience. <laughs> <laughs> C O N S C I E N C E. Yep. Fair play. 
Very well. I always think con science. Right the next word, um, just check I'm saying it correctly first. Precipitous, is that Precipitous. how? Precipitous. Yeah, is that how I'm saying it? The the definition is the track skirted a precipitous drop. Precipitous. P R E C I P I T I O U S. Not quite. Oh. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss? Um, now you put in an I at the end, T I O U S. Oh, precipitous. Yeah, there's, there's no I after T. No. So it's, it's obvious now. P R E C I P I T O U S. Precipitous. Yeah, the last word. And, and I was questioning Tom this morning if he'd got the spelling right on the paper, wasn't I? <laughs> Um, sergeant. She obeyed the words of her sergeant. It's a trick one you're throwing in there, isn't it? <laughs> I say nothing. Sergeant. S E R G E A N T. Very well done. I believe that puts you in second place. Damn! Moment. If I hadn't put the second <laughs> eye in. Okay, so we'll move on to uh, talking a bit more about yourself and, and your writing. Uh, the first question I wanted to ask is install your real surname. <laughs> it is. Robot yeah. in the garden and install. I wow. know. <laughs> I know. It's, um, yeah, it's my married name. It, it really is. Um, I think there are about, apart from the family, I think there's maybe one or two else in the country. Um, no way. But yeah, that's... Did you write the book and you were like, I must find somebody with a computer <laughs> No. <laughs> No, it's just a complete fluke. Complete fluke. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, it says on your agency website that you submitted your first book when you were eight years old about a squirrel named Sammy. Yes. Um, has writing always been an outlet for you? Always. Yeah. Something that you've done? yeah. Always. I always, always wanted to do it for a job. Um, mm. It was never about getting a kind of a magnum opus, I guess, out out there. I, I was always this is what I'm going to do for a job. But back in the eighties. I mean, I mean, nine, I mean, nineties. They, uh, you get people. People say, "Oh no, what do you want to do for a real job?" Yeah, and I was, I was always, "But this is what I want to do for a real job." I didn't really understand the question. So, uh, yeah. but then did it's it's actually quite useful to do a real job, a real job for um, for a number of years before this one because it gives you plenty of material and I don't know what I've written about if I hadn't had a kind of a. A normal life, I suppose. And has it before. always been like this type of writing, fiction, or would you have considered any? No, I am. Um, I think I was. I think I intended to, to write um, science fiction and fantasy because uh, that's what mm -hmm. I grew up reading. I grew up reading um, that um, Anne McCaffrey and, and that's what, because that's what was in the house, and and mm -hmm. I guess I assumed I was going to write write that probably. Um, and I say that thinking sci-fi fantasy and I have a book about a robot which is kind of <laughs> fantasy <laughs> but no um, it's uh, much more kind of genre I assumed I was going to write much more genre based yeah. than that it is quite there's a I think there's an underlying science fiction element to your story with the with the robots yeah. but I won't go into too much mm -hmm. detail um, how has being a published author changed your life and also changed, I mean, well, that's a big question, I've just realised, <laughs> but how has it changed your approach to writing as well? Do you sit down with a different mindset than you had before? Yeah, I do. Um, it's changed my life 
um, unbelievably. I am. Um, I got picked up by my agency while I was on maternity leave. Well, I started writing the book while I was on maternity leave. Got made redundant on maternity leave. Oh, no. mm-hmm. um, and um, my husband said, "This has got an opportunity to get this book finished. Mm-hmm. So, so do it." Um, and I did, and then and got picked up by the agency. So I never uh, and got book deals. Just as the money was running out, which was really handy. So, um, was this so all yeah. while you were on maternity leave? Yeah, that's quite a quick turnaround. Isn't it, it was. Yeah, it was really quick. I was extraordinarily lucky. Um, I mean, a I guess I got picked up at a, a conference. I just read five hundred words of, of my book out. Um, had agents approaching me, including the one um, Jenny Supple that that I um, that I went with, and um, and I, I had forty thousand words of, of what ended up being a seventy-five thousand word book and she she just identified whatever it was in, in there she just liked and, and, and took me on a week later after after that it was it was amazing we worked for a couple of months on the on the book and submitted it the following that was the September mm-hmm. submitted it the following March and got book deals in April and then throughout the, the, mm-hmm. the summer and then and that was that was it I didn't then need to need to go back to work it was um <laughs> it's a it's amazing really I was I was lucky because to do as I had been a copywriter, so uh, had been looking for other jobs, but you, you don't tend to be able to get part-time jobs as, as copy mm. copywriters. It's just nobody will nobody will hire a, a woman on maternity leave for a mm. for the career job that they were they were doing. It's it's a real it's a real bee in my bonnet actually about <laughs> um, about maternity leave and, and and going back to work and, and things. Mm. It's it's very very difficult to. To get a mat- and redundancy on maternity leave happens way more than you you think really? it would be. You're one in seven. It's incredible. It's well, it's just it's easy because you don't want to fight it. You yeah. don't want to fight it when you're on maternity leave and you're nursing mm. a child. There's yeah. no yeah, there's, there's no way you're going to fight it. So, uh, um, but it for me it worked out worked out brilliantly. It was just it was the right path for me and it's put me where I am today. So I kind of can't really can't really <laughs> feel too bitter. I just I have a, I, I, I feel for, for other people who don't have that, the option yeah. that, I, that mm. I had and the luck, the, the, the sheer fortune that I had. And had you done anything like that before, reading your book out as a conference? Did, did you, were you putting yourself no, out to get an No, um, I'd been to that conference um, before and I knew that it was a good place to, to network. But I, um, they, they run this competition on the Friday night after dinner where you, they pick of, of the attendees and of the people that submit their, mm. their writing, they pick maybe seven to, to read out, and you get five minutes, you get five or ten minutes, five hundred words to to read out, and it's um and I'd seen it the previous year and known what happened to the people that mm. had, that had won it, and um, it's just kind of it's a audience vote, a clapometer vote for, for it, but it really doesn't matter if you read out. That's the, the main thing because you get agents get an idea of a your your material, but also yourself and mm. how you present yourself and and you just get noticed you just kind of it means you float to the top a little bit so of all the, the all the other great writers in the conference what is the conference what's it it's the festival of writing um held in at york university every year the mm. writers workshop in oxford runs it and it's just i go i'll go every year now i go as industry now which is <laughs> brilliant <laughs> but it, yeah it's so it's so great and um joe cannon same route for for her as well okay. she I um they asked me back the following year to, to judge because um 
because it was a nice nice thing yeah. to do. It was weird the following year sitting the other side and Joe was um, mm. Joe was reading out at the at the time. Um, and did you know her before then? No, no, that's oh, okay. when I, I met her. Um, I didn't win the year that that I um, I read out. I didn't I didn't win. I came second, but mm. it, it didn't seem to. What happened? Did the person who won have they are they published now? Do you yeah, know she's um, Gabrielle Kent. She writes. Um, the Alfie Bloom books. I think she's with Scholastic. Okay. Uh, so there's so some yeah. big names. There. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems to be a good, a good one. It's a it's a long shot. It's a, it's yeah. a one in a million because it's about 500 people go to the conference. So to get picked at all was was incredible. And then to uh, to sort of get what's happened off the off the back of it was um, was was amazing mm. really. Um, and does it cost? Sorry, I'm yeah. not really quite interested. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, it does. It it does. I um. Uh, I'll go. I'll go for the whole the whole story. The whole <laughs> my writing journey. Sorry, I am um, because of the redundancy. I I couldn't justify the ticket, and I, as I say, I'd been the year before, and um, really wanted to go. Really knew it was a good opportunity, but couldn't go to my husband and say, I would just. I just dropped five hundred quid on this on this three day <laughs> conference ticket and associated train fare to to York and and so forth. Yeah, that's okay, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't can do it. But then um, I just kept thinking, I've got to go. I've got to go. I've got to go. And it wouldn't. The feeling wouldn't go away. I, it was just a gut feel that I had to go to this conference. And and in the end, I'd, I'd inherited the previous year some jewellery from my grandma. I don't wear jewellery ever. <laughs> um, rarely, anyway. And I knew it was, it was an antique, and I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to see. So mm. I took it to an uh, antique dealer in, in Birmingham, and he gave me, without knowing what I was going to use it for, he offered me the the just the say the right amount for the ticket and the train fare. No it, was, it was incredible. So, so I went. So I went. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the right back then. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. Yeah. So it's. Uh, it's it was a weird one, but sort of when things like that happen, you think, yeah, I've got to <laughs> I've got to pursue this. And then when I got an email from the conference saying, yeah, we've picked you to read out, I went, it's no it's it's it. <laughs> it. So I every time I say to my my family, I've got a gut feeling about this. They go, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where should we go and do this year? I've got a gut feeling about Bob Ados. Yeah. <laughs> start using it. <laughs> I have to be quite careful about it. So I don't want to. I don't want to kind of use that one too often. So when I really do have a gut feeling about it, <laughs> yeah. then I'll say it. Um, so, getting back to a robot in the garden, um, more specifically, what what inspired that? Where did that story come from? Um, it, it, it was what I say is it is a conversation offhand conversation with my husband about <laughs> nappies. Um, <laughs> came brought the acrid tank name about, and, and um. I'm sure you can see why. Yeah. Um, but actually, I think it was probably a robot book percolating somewhere in my head because I'd always I'd always liked technology. I'd always R2D2 was also my favourite in Star Wars, yeah. and mm-hmm. I think it just needed the right the right conversation to, mm-hmm. to spark the right thing to bring it to bring it out because it it took no time at all to, to have the idea once the once the mm-hmm. robot called Acrid Tang was in my head the, I thought about it overnight the next morning I had mm-hmm. I had it all I had the, the road trip and the best friend called Ben and then I knew the villain I won't say the villain's name but yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew, <laughs> I knew I knew who the villain was going to be and 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 what what he was going to be like, or she. Spoiler for Bally now, but I'll let it. So um, yeah, it was just it was just mm. all there. Uh, mm. The um, 
the third one's not been quite so, so, <laughs> so simple. But it is, it's more of a slug. They are, but it's a yeah, odd thing. I mean, the, the idea for the one that I'm doing at the moment, I, I had coming back from that same conference actually on the train, I just saw something on Facebook and went, oh, that's really that's really interesting. I'll follow that link. I think of abandoned spaces I follow on, on oh, Facebook. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just the, the things that you see on there are amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. French chateaus being sort of falling into disarray. It's just they're beautiful. And I um, but it was an article about castles and um, things about things, was 10 things you didn't know about castles and why the staircases all, all go the same direction because of the swords being on the, uh, on the yeah, left hand side and that kind of thing. Wow, that's fascinating and it just, just popped into my head the idea of working on at the moment and, and it, was, uh, it, it was the same as the, the robot. I, I started thinking about it and went, oh no, mm. I guess I was working on something else at the time. And I, I know, I know, I know this feeling, I know, I know I'm going to have to pursue this one, aren't I? So did, and then made the decision to drop the other one, that this one was working, I'm working okay. much better, and it's just, you know, oh, I've put 10,000 words into that other one, <laughs> but this, this is much more exciting, much more, I'm loving it much more, it feels That's much good. more like the first, like the first one, mm. and, and the sequel, sequel so. Yeah. Have you checked? Uh, do you know of a website called Twenty Eight Days Later? It's like <coughs> it's nothing to do with the film. It's a bit similar to abandoned spaces, but people break in to abandoned places and take loads of photos and films. Oh, I did. It's really cool. It's really good. Is there anything else that you've got coming up that you'd like us to talk about or mention? Do you want to mention the writing group at all? Entirely up to you. The uh, the writing groups. Um, had a lot of success this this year, uh, particularly um, Dennis Oslone has got his book Secrets and Ghosts out, came out on Amazon but in print as, as well, um, came out on the 31st of October to time with Halloween and that's a middle grade book and it's really good, it's really good. I, um, my son isn't old enough for it yet but I've got it ready for when he is. Hope you've got it um, signed. It, yes, well it, my copy is coming I think in a couple of weeks signed so yes, I'm really looking forward to that, and it's it's so it's so nice to have to have the book in front of you when you know the when you know the person. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, but Pete Haynes is doing doing really well with short stories, both here and in the states. He's had some, quite a few uh, short stories published on Unsung, um, and um, Liz as well. She's got. Uh, she's got short stories and she's been shortlisted for competitions and all sorts of things. A, a number of them have, have done done really well in in competitions and short stories particularly this this year. Fantastic. And that's the, the writers group that you belong to based in yeah. Solihull. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, Deb, I think, unless there's anything anybody else wants to mention. Yeah, thank Nothing. you for coming on to Driven by Words. I'm sorry you haven't actually been driven. So <laughs> I'll have to come back again. It's stationary by words, I think. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, so thank you very much, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Here are some upcoming groups, clubs, and events from Warsaw Libraries. A brand new creative writing session at Aldridge Library, Saturday, the 28th of January, between 11 and 12 pm, where the seasoned professional or part-time playwright, get those juices flowing. Booking is essential. Please ring 01922 655569. Books on the Common, 
held at Palesall Library on Wednesday the 1st of February between 2pm and 3pm. It's a monthly reading group and there's no need to book. It costs just 50p. Toddler time for the under fives at Willingall Library. It's held every Thursday between 9.30 and 11am and it's a pound per family. And there's homework club at Blacknell Library every Wednesday and Friday between 4 and 5pm. It's free sessions and there's no need to book.